Hello, welcome to the I Want to Meet Nikola Tesla podcast, episode 16. Today I have a very special guest all the way from Canada, Joa. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hello. Hi, Australia. How are you, Nicole? Very well. Thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, so I've been on a journey exploring uh, people's experiences with the carnivore diet because it's, uh, it's changed my life immensely. Um, it's uh, freed me from medication for my IBS. I feel a lot stronger. I feel a lot better. And I've been talking to people about their experience with the with the carnivore diet. So um, would you like to tell me how you, how you found out about the carnivore diet and how it's uh, changed your life? Yes. Um, well, thank you first for inviting me to your show. I hear it is all about carnivore. So this is a, a very trendy kind of nutrition that everybody's turning from ketogenic to carnivore, which is literally keto with no vegetables, basically. So um, my journey on carnivore is being since July, 2019. I started just because like you, I had an issue with my gut. Uh, I did have leaky gut before, a few years ago, and it was really hard. And um, I healed it, but eventually it came back. And I was vegetarian. I am now in Toronto. But I actually live in Australia. I live in Australia in 2015. And when I was in Australia, I took a, a year off uh, for my own meditation and my own inner work. So I went to Sydney and I spent one year there. I was in Manly Beach in front of the water and I decided to change my nutrition and I became vegetarian. <laughs> In 2015, I was vegetarian and um, I, I enjoyed the process of being vegetarian, keto vegetarian. So no, those vegetarians that eat tons of carbs, but actually a real vegetarian eating a lot of greens. Um, but I just could not find satisfaction. I was always hungry. I was always, always hungry and constantly having big bowls of salads and smoothies and uh, nothing really satisfied me. I really love animals, to be honest, and uh, it, it was for me something more like for, for respect of the animals. I chose to be vegetarian, and I was like, I'm not going to eat never in my life anything that has eyes or ears. Never. No fish, no meat, no red meat, nothing. And that was my, 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 my commitment at that time. Then I moved to Singapore. And in Singapore, I remember I got hired for this company that are top trainers in the world. And they were making fun of me at the beginning because they all were very big red meat eaters, like huge meat eaters. They're all like bodybuilder guys, like big on the, And they're just making fun of me because I came with this vegetarian life and, and they couldn't believe it. So actually, a lot of people in, in Singapore like vegetarian and they really actually some of them value my, my, my contribution doing vegetarian at that time. Again, I got sick because I wasn't digesting the vegetables and slowly I moved into fish and I started eating fish from New Zealand. Um, and slowly that was the process when I moved back uh, because I think every time you move from country to country, your microbiome has to adapt, right? Nicola? Yeah, yeah, I agree, definitely, because every, every, everywhere, everywhere has a different source of food, like you were saying. Like, so while you were living in 
sounds like you've moved a lot. Um, it's I, I had no idea that you were from Australia. That's awesome. So that's the first. Time. I I live there. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> my my whole journey has been crazy. So like I go with my intuition. I go with my with what I feel when I meditate. But yeah. um, it was really hard to move from vegetarian to to well vegan vegetarian, and then finally last July I did the carnivore change because i develop a problem because i got a parasite this parasite um it was uh i got it here actually or america somewhere between canada or america i got a parasite called blastocystis hominis so this parasite affects your gut in a way that can take a lot of selenium and selenium is an essential um element for the process of thyroid so because you have issues with the thyroid, I got hypothyroidism, like uh, Hashimoto's. Then I was getting um, very tired, very fatigued, and I was getting weight, even though I wasn't eating much. And um, I, that really affected me because I was depressed and I was really feeling, uh, the best for me was fasting. So I started doing intermittent fasting and doing a lot of fasting because the less I eat, the better I felt. Uh, every time I was eating anything, I was getting bloated. And it happens that one day I didn't have vegetables in my fridge. And that's the bird. It sounds like a baby. Wow. Yeah, yes. That's the that's the that's the bird outside, the, the crows. I don't know if you had them in Sydney, but they're they're very loud. They're just like they have a big tree like um right outside of my my room here and in the morning they just go crazy. Um so you were Yeah. So yeah, that's um that's uh my story is that one day for, for a chance I didn't have vegetables in my fridge and the only thing I had was a sweet potato and meat so it's like okay I'm gonna eat this it's the only thing I have so I had that and I realized my stomach didn't got that loaded then I go to my naturopath doctor who is um, a keto girl like she's a top crossfit athlete she owns a crossfit uh, official gym here in Toronto, and she's also a CrossFit athlete, like top, top. She's been my naturopath doctor for a long time, forever, like maybe like seven years. I competed on bodybuilding, and she was my, my prep coach for the competitions. I did keto for the competitions. Uh, and then she told me, you know what, maybe you know that you're eating the vegetables anymore. Let's just take them away and just stay with um, only sweet potatoes and meat. And then slowly, I realized I was helping me to digest the food. I was also having HCL, which is hydrochloric acid, to be able to digest the meat because I wasn't eating much meat at that point. And um, I, as soon as I started eating the meat, I, I needed to have some type of enzymes and also the acid to be able to break it down in my body and start getting used to eating meat again. So that was the process. And since July, um, actually in June, I do a lot of meditation. I teach yoga and I'm a big uh, meditator and I do Vipassanas, which is uh, 10 days of silent meditation. It's 10 days of silent, silent retreat where you don't talk to anybody. You basically, um, you let go of all your belongings and you just dedicate 10 days of your life to only breathe and learn the method of how to breathe with equanimity. So I have done three of those. And last year I did one for June and on those days, you're really not thinking about eating. You're just thinking about just meditating. So after that meditation, I, I, I was committed to do 100% carnivore. So I changed 
my whole fridge and I just went 100% carnivore. And since then I've been, I would say 90% carnivore because sometimes I do eat things that are not um, animal, like avocados, but it's just like sporadically, maybe once every three months, things like that. Wow, thank you, thank you for sharing your story. That's that's incredible. Um, that's uh, and how how so? What what? So you felt like um, ever since changing. So you were basically a, a person that's gone from keto to carnivore. Um, and you and you probably noticed like keto diets a very healthy diet, right? Um, and I think keto like I started doing keto with vegetables like real mm. vegetables like cruciferous and um, very low carbs I always being low carb I always being like maybe between 40 to 80 maximum a day for yeah. the past seven years for the past seven years I started doing keto in 2012 when I started competing that was my approach I never did anything like um, the pop tarts and the oats and uh, I don't do those things like I always was uh, followed by like I was I, I was coached by uh, someone that was really knowledgeable so she's like I'm gonna get you lean but in the healthiest way which is going to be keto in that time I wasn't that popular but she was very well studied to know that this was the best and I trust her because her body is amazing yeah. her name is her name is Michelle Basuroy and Thank you, Michelle, for always teaching me the best. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then I think that that helped me to uh, slowly transition to different diets, but they're all based on ketogenic. I did ketogenic vegetarian. I did ketogenic with a little bit of carbs, and then now I'm doing ketogenic with carnivore, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it sounds like you're mainly like ninety percent carnivore, and then you have like uh, a little bit of different things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do like a little bit of chocolate, which is no carnivore, of course. Yeah. So I do that chocolate 90%, basically. Yeah. Um, and then um, that's pretty much, sometimes I do kimchi because I think kimchi is a good add-on. For women, especially, I like to take some type of different thing that is not a carnivore when I'm getting my period. Because I yeah. feel like almost in that week when my period comes, I, I do get some cravings on something that is not only for animal yeah. meat or animal organs so then that week i could add some maybe like kimchi something like that just to kind of change a little bit of the palate on my in my mouth but it's not something that i i have a lot i feel that a little bit is enough yeah yeah that 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 that's interesting that you brought that up because i think uh i think it doesn't matter i don't think uh like it, you don't have to be a hundred percent carnivore. I think it's like you just. I think what's important is do what makes you feel healthy, do what makes you feel good, and if there's some things that you feel like uh, that you add to the diet that makes you feel good, I think, I think that's awesome um, because the whole point about this diet is to make us feel better, make us feel stronger, um, and and get to better health. Um, that's, that's what it is for me. I, I, I'm, I'm happy. I pretty much just eat, uh, I just eat red meat and drink water. Um, occasionally I'll have, sometimes I'll have a little bit of fruits or nuts, but I think I'm like 90 over 98% carnivore, but that's, that's what works for me. And I think we all just need to find out, um, what works, for, what works for each other. Um, 
what, what do you, so someone I'm interested in your story about meditation. You tell me that you're like a meditation, um, coach, right. Yeah. And, um, I, something that I've noticed, um, is on this diet is, uh, I feel a lot more like mentally clear, um, from trying this carnival diet. Um, how much do you think our diet and impacts our mental state? Um, what, what, yeah, what thoughts do you have um, to, to, to share about meditation and how diet might impact our, uh, um, us mentally? I truly believe that everything starts of how you feel. So if you feel great, you most likely will have the awareness of what is the food for. So the food is here to, to nourish us in a way to be able to function. That's simple, that's simple. So it's what our body really needs. It's not about cravings. It's not about uh, comfort food or binging or like emotional eating, that's what's happening. So I feel like through meditation, I get very in tune with my emotions and with my feelings and with what's happening with my body. Then I have a better mindset to choose what suits my body. In this moment, I'm eating carnivore uh, choices and it, it seems like it's suiting my body. Back in the day, I did, I did vegetarian and it suited my body until I didn't. So I think it's very important to be very in tune with who are you in this moment and what suits your body that you're not hurting yourself. So again, carnivore could be very detrimental if you take it very serious and you start judging other people and you start being negative about that, right? So like I respect, I post now that I'm carnivore in my social media, people been asking me and I'm now open to tell them even though it's been hard because I'm a yoga teacher and it's hard to tell to my community that I'm a meat eater because a lot of people are vegetarians and they, they are very big supporters and they don't like that what I'm doing, but this is what is happening, it's healing my body. I do eat grass-fed animals. So I do eat uh, the best top of uh, animals, usually wild, wild meats. They're being hunted on, on the wild. And, um, and, and then I make sure that they're like kosher and it's just a different approach. What I have, I don't go to a normal supermarket. I go to my local butcher. He selects the cuts for me. And we do have uh, this very particular relationship that I, I really like what I'm getting my meats. I don't get my meats from a normal supermarket. Um, I don't eat much fish for the same reason because it's very hard to find fresh fish. Um, I do eat sometimes sardines on a can. If I find wild sardines on a can, th those are really very good for you for the omega-3s. Uh, you don't have to supplement it. You only can have maybe one sardines a week or even two and that's enough for that and um, so i think that's important the part of meditation is just important to know uh, how you feel and exactly what is the food for instead of uh, being addicted to food and finding food for an emotional support yeah interesting so it's kind of like uh i think maybe it's like the point that you're talking about is like with the binging and with the addiction to food it's kind of like your you you're kind of like uh not listening to your body as much where you're like your body is in control and like sort of pushing you somewhere you're like you need that you have that sugar craving and you're sort of just uh uh 
you're not in control really whereas when you maybe listen to my listen to your body be maybe connected to your emotions you maybe might think oh why why is my body craving this or that if if that makes sense whereas like in my experience i think um carnivore has helped me um listen to my body more and just be in tune with how it's feeling um uh and that's like i i don't do much meditation i'm i'm very interested i've 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 like in the past week i did some like guided meditations that i listened um to someone talk and i kind of go along with it and like it it definitely impacts my mood in a big way but that's like that's like another side thing and because uh, you also mentioned about how um you're in a community that is mostly um vegetarian um when i started um my carnivore diet i know people told me um you know you can't do that because you need to have a balanced diet um with with vegetables um you, you know you're going to get sick or something if you just eat meat um have it, I, I like what you said about how you you you're trying to keep it positive because it, it, it is easy to um to maybe um get get into essentially fights with people um i remember arguments um sort of like uh talking about this diet because sometimes i feel like diet is uh it's almost like religion isn't it because almost like everyone has their beliefs like you know maybe us carnivores might have one belief and then vegetarians might have one belief and it's like um it's it's most important thing to remember is is like oh it doesn't for me i'm trying to say it doesn't matter what if you've got something that works for you that's good um but what we're finding a lot what i've found um is that being on carnivore yeah has healed my guts has healed me making me healthy and i think that's the that's the most important angle to to look at things from because yeah so many people have a, a lot of health problems and it's kind of like how how we how are we going to look at these problems um is it the you know symptoms a lot of the time is created by food in my opinion and then a lot of the times there's certain doctors that will treat the the symptoms um but not not actually look at the at the problem in my experience which is in a lot of times created created by the food that's that's what i've found and um another thing you talked about is you go to the butcher um so you, it it sounds like you know when you don't really you must know if you get most if you're mostly carnivore and you don't go to um the grocery store you don't um you know what what is your opinion on all the food in the grocery store because i also like you i don't I, sometimes i go to the butcher sometimes i'll go to the grocery store and i'll just go to the meat section and i'll just get my meat and in my experience I've, i i look at all the other stuff in the grocery store and i'm like ah oh, what what is this stuff is this stuff food or like wh what's going on there's so much like unhealthy stuff um and it's it saves me a lot of time because before carnival i used to wander around the shop and think about oh what am i going to make for dinner um whereas now it, it saves it saves a lot of time for me it's a it's a it's a lot easier um is there any other ways that your life has been improved um from this diet 
Yes, it, it's been uh, many ways for me to find my day has many hours that now I take advantage. So coming back to the topic about meditation. Yeah. So when you do, when you do meditation and you actually take it meditation very serious and you understand the value of real meditation daily, which becomes your life. Your life is a constant meditation that you're constantly active. And especially in this moment when we are passing through a very uh, big uh, pandemic that is affecting the whole world, affecting our neighbors, our communities, our countries, uh, the relationship between our countries. Um, this is the time. This is the time to really show how powerful is meditation. So I, when I do my meditations, I, when I was in Singapore, I went to India and I did uh, some ashrams there and I did a very deep studies of meditation. And um, one of the things I learned through meditations is to, to be in, um, in an empty stomach, to be able to, to deep dive into my, 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 my process and my practices. So I did some of the practices and methods of meditation which I couldn't eat it was part of the process and that way I could go deeper into the methodologies and that's how I started doing the intermittent fasting the first meditation I was doing was about six in the morning of course empty stomach the second meditation was around four so I usually was having like a very small meal around lunch and then from there no eating having the second meditation and then maybe another meal. So I was having like two meals. Sometimes I was even skipping all the meals and having the meals after my second meditation. So I think the meditation helped me to, 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 to learn that I could get more out of the state of presence. Because when you eat, you tend to be very distracted sometimes. You're not even in the moment of biting and chewing and the process of like digesting you sometimes you are so caught up in other things so i realized that that was very important to be present in that and i was eating less the first time i did a 40 days meditation really really serious meditation i lost about seven kilos <laughs> and people were like wow you look so amazing what are you doing i was like i'm not training at that moment, I couldn't train because my neck had an injury. My, I, I, had a, I tore my, my part of my triangle here on my wrist. And then my hip, I had a, a, a tear in my hip. So I was like so bad, I couldn't even train. So I just decided to just train my brain. It's like, if I cannot train my body, I'm a trainer. <laughs> it was yeah. really hard. So it's like, I got to train my, my mind, you know? So that's when I decided to do deep meditations and learn exactly what meditation was even though i wasn't teaching meditation for a long time i felt like i never was a, a real real meditator that's when i decided to go to the ashram and take it serious and part of the the routine was not to have just to be fasted and i learned about a lot about through that so now i eat maybe once once real like a real meal is one only one and maybe i have another one which is just like a small bite that i eat something very small. So normally I have one meal, so I do Omar, which is one meal a day. And I enjoy that meal. I normally try to be in a very mind, good mindset. If I do have any type of issue, I try to avoid eating. I just drink water and I breathe and I let myself wow. relax. 
um, in this moment, for example, a lot of people are irritable. A lot of people are in um, very hyper state. And uh, if anything happens like that to me, I usually try to uh, take a break and not eat. So now I'm not eating until the end of the day. Also, because I notice when I train on empty stomach, which was something different because most of my preparations for my competitions, I was having a pre-meal. Usually my pre-meal was like blueberries and uh, eggs. So usually it was like eggs and blueberries. That was my, my pre-meal before training. But uh, after all these meditation things, I quit. I quit breakfast, which was a huge change for me because I always promote breakfast. And when my clients were telling me, oh, I don't eat breakfast. For me, that was like an offense. Like, what? You don't eat breakfast? Yeah. Oh, my God. And now I am telling the people, just uh, consider, consider to skip breakfast and only have a coffee, black coffee, and then maybe have a, a meal by lunchtime if that's the time that you actually feel uh, more, you know, like present. So, so that at the beginning of the day, we're just rushing, right? So you don't want to rush a, a meal. You just want to really enjoy it with your friend, like be there, present. So that's like a lot of things that changed. And, oops. <laughs> and the carnivore um, is being giving me satisfaction with only one meal. So one meal for me is okay so far. And the meal is a large meal, to be honest. I'm not counting calories, by the way. I'm just um, eating as I feel comfortable. So I sometimes I cook like for two people and I eat as much as I feel comfortable, basically. Wow. Yeah. Thank, thanks for sharing that. That's really interesting. Like something that you really touched on multiple times is this, this idea of feeling present when you eat. Um, and how a lot of the time uh, when we eat, we're, we're very rushed, you know, like maybe in the morning, especially. It's interesting that you also talk about breakfast and like... Um, yeah, I well, my first hours, I would say like my first three hours, I'm like, I wake up earlier. Like, if you go into my social media at six in the morning and taking a picture of the beautiful nothing, it's like nobody's up at that time. Sometimes I wake up at 4.30, but in this time I'm waking up about six, which is it's like luxurious, a little late for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I meditate on like when everything is so quiet, I meditate there for like 45 minutes. And then I write my gratitude journal and then I do my, like, uh, I set up my day to know what, what I'm going to do in each hour. And I usually set up my time that I'm going to eat. Like if I'm going to eat with a friend, I write, I'm going to eat at 3 p.m. with this person uh, or I'm going to, so I usually have an instructor of the day and then I start working because it's important. Like I do coach, uh, I do wellness coaching with people. So I, I need to be in a, the best a mindset to help people to go through through the processes because they can feel my energy i cannot fake it yeah. so i try to be positive from the beginning of the day yeah. so i'm not thinking about eating i just i'm excited after four three to see what i'm gonna eat but at the first part of the day i'm focusing on what i'm doing what are my calls and and moving a lot of moving i'm thinking about what am i going to be training the yoga the pilates i'm now having that steel mace you see it in the back yeah what is that oh that's it that's like something it's like a medieval <laughs> it's like a medieval um weapon so um, yeah. i i love kettlebells like i teach kettlebells for the past five years 
and I love carvels, but this one, the steel maze, it has a long, as you see, it has a long uh, lever. Like, so it's kind of like a kettlebell with like a long like, like lever thing. Yeah. Well, because it's longer, the mess is, is a little bit harder to distribute the, the, the weight. So it's a little harder for, to work with it. So this one is a 15 pounds steel maze, and I'm doing some work for rotation and like a lot of uh, unilateral movements, which is great because I do have scoliosis, which is a problem with my back. So I do like to do a lot of rotations and things like that. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the, the thing that, I'm, uh, that I've learned from you, which is most interesting, is like thinking about the mood I'm in with, when I'm eating. Like it sounds like you, you think that's really important for um, whenever we do have a meal for us to be in a good state of mind, right? right. And um, yeah, well, maybe is there anything more you could expand on that? Why, why you think that that's so important and how, how that affects us? Because I, I think it's really interesting. And I, I, it's funny when you think like, because what you were talking about before how you were not a big fan of breakfast. I remember um, yeah. when, I, when I used to eat, breakfast was always a very rushed thing for me, maybe before, I was thinking before even I had problems with my um, guts. It was like 10 years ago. I remember I used to have like a breakfast that was very sugary. It would be a very big rush. Um, and I, I think sometimes uh, maybe when we're not present, when we eat a meal and thinking about how it's going to affect our body, maybe we can do more harm to our body than good. Yes. I mean, there are a lot of ways to slow down the process of eating. So I use different techniques. Uh, I think one of the best ones that I implement myself is to eat with chopsticks. <laughs> so the chopsticks are a little bit hard to handle, like to, to work with the chopsticks. I'm actually really good at it. When I was vegetarian, I used to eat quinoa with it. <laughs> yeah. So I was a pro eating a chopstick. So I do like, if I have a steak, I can cut it in little pieces, which takes time to cut it on pieces then I eat it with chopsticks there mm. and it's more like catching the little pieces. Yeah. Uh, I don't like to use many sauces. I try to avoid sauces because the sauces are usually disrupting your absorption of food. Um, I normally add egg yolks as a sauce. My egg yolk sauce is like that or like I add mustard, which is not that bad for me. I think mustard seeds doesn't really create a problem. I make my mayonnaise also. I make my own mayonnaise. And I avoid the rest. So I just eat, I think, so eating with chopsticks, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know, my tripod doesn't want to stay. I <laughs> up the whole day and it's tired. Now yeah, I yeah. <laughs> so I had, um, I think the technique of eating with chopsticks works, especially if you're eating like ground beef. If you're eating ground beef with chopsticks, that's gonna take a while. And remember yeah. the meat takes longer to digest. So that's why for me having Let's say I, I have very good sausages. So let's say if I make if I if I get two lamb sausages that my my butcher makes for me, lamb sausages, and I eat two of them with a piece of a steak like sirloin, I think that's enough for me for a meal. And it takes a little bit of time to to chew the the food. Sometimes it takes me like an hour to eat the whole food because it, it is a lot of like meat. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't believe that I'm gonna eat that much, but it is it is only one meal, you know, so sometimes I eat a lot, sometimes I don't eat, like today I didn't eat much, I just had a, 
I had a 250 grams of salmon uh, on cook and I cooked it and I only had like a hundred grams. Uh, that's what I felt to have. Yeah. And then I had that with two eggs and that was what I had today. Uh, that was what I wanted to eat. That's it. Some days I eat more than others. And it's also related to my training. Like if I, I'm teaching four classes a day, sometimes I eat a little more than others. And also how I feel like um, it's been a lot for me in this process. I'm actually moving to a new house. So like moving in a new house in this process is a lot of complications. So like yeah. mentally, I feel like a, I, the bear, so cute. <laughs> yeah, like, like crazy. I love it. I love this sound. So <laughs> I, feel, I feel like um, in this time, I'm more conscious about how I'm eating, that I'm not rushing my eating because I think that also caused me leaky gut in the past. Like in 2013, I got divorced. And it was a lot of chaotic things happening in my life in that time. And I, I got leaky gut and gastritis. It was probably because I was seeing eating with awareness. Yeah, that, that, it's, it's a stress. And I, because I, I can relate to what you're saying about this awareness and presence, because I think when I, when I got my problems with my gut, it happened probably like 10 years ago. Um, I was very stressed. I, I was just coming out of high school, like the end of year exams and things. And I, I wasn't like, I was just thinking back, there was no presence, there was no, I was just very rushed, like uh, all my meals, like the stuff that I wasn't eating was good, but like, that's why I can relate to what you're saying about having the, the, the presence of like just slowing down when you eat, like making sure that like, uh, you know, it's, uh, you're, you're listening to your body. Um, that's just yeah thank you so much for sharing that because like i I've, I've learned a lot from that um from that from that idea of um slowing down i, I think that's i think that's like really important um yeah. doesn't matter what you're eating related if you're eating carnivore vegetarian paleo and anything this is just about the process of eating is sacred it's sacred just because we do have the food there. It's something that we should be honored. Just because we have the food is simply that important. And then the process of just getting the food into our body that is nourishing our body is something that is also very sacred and sometimes we take it for granted. So I feel like uh, uh, the more I meditate, the more I get in tune with that. And the less I eat, the better. So I do a lot of intermittent fasting, plus I do 24 hours of fasting. So I do uh, normally, on Saturday, from Saturday night to Sunday dinner, I don't eat anything. I only drink water, and I spend the whole, the, from dinner to dinner, I only drink. If I am hungry, I will have a beef bone broth. So beef bone broth is my best friend. It's been healing my gut a lot. I'm a huge precursor of that. I love to tell people to have beef bone broth or chicken feed broth. Um, the chicken feed broth game is just started. Um, I think maybe like six months ago, I find out that chicken feet are really good for you. I kind of knew that because I live in Singapore and Singapore, they do have a lot of chicken feet. I just found it a little bit uh, funny looking to be eating uh, chicken feet. And I wasn't into it because I actually don't eat chicken. Chicken gets my stomach very bloated, but the chicken feet broth is so yummy. Actually tastes so good. You don't need to add anything, maybe some Celtic salt and that will be it and the taste of the chicken feet broth is amazing it's very high in collagen it's really high in amino acids 
and it's a little bit better than the beef bone the fact that the the claws of the chicken feet are really high in collagen so the, the gelatin that you get from the chicken feet is a little bit higher profile than the beef bone so i do both so i do separate both and i do them every week so but i love that i think that really yeah. suits my stomach it's like um a relief for my stomach i don't think i will be doing the the carnivore without it like uh, for me beef bone broth and chicken feet broth is a huge part of my my game otherwise i wouldn't be doing this i think that's what it keeps me going through the day i don't I'm, i don't get hungry with that like i feel every i, I tell my parents because they're a little bit worried about what i'm doing they're like yo you should be eating some vegetables there you should be throwing some broccoli some cauliflower or something like no i get so bloated because remember on the vegetables we have the phytic acids the nuts we have the phytic acids the oxalates they're actually the same like animals they have to protect like mechanism of protection same the plants they do have these uh, mechanisms of protection yeah they don't want to be eaten like a broccoli doesn't want to be eaten or a yeah. species be eaten. so they do have these and they create like crystals and a lot of people have like kidney stones is because sometimes their diet is has, it has been high on spinach high on on oxalates and that's why i avoid i avoid nuts i avoid vegetables at, at all costs because i know eventually my body creates all these uh phytic acids and things that create flatulence i don't have gases yeah yeah <laughs> amazing like i actually i was telling my dad this is so stupid but i have to tell you i think it's very funny i i was telling my dad that i'm missing to have fart <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a fart in a long time. My wow. dad was like, what? What, you're, you're not farting? Like, I'm not, I'm not farting. This is so funny. <laughs> I just don't have any flatulence. I feel like definitely eating vegetables were getting in my stomach. And to be honest, I, I do uh, wellness coaching. So I don't tell people what to do. I usually have a questionnaire. So they, they, say, they sign the questionnaire. They tell me everything about what they do from the moment they sleep to the moment they wake up, everything. So the thing is that um, I, I try to, to help them to, to, to take away the things that are creating the inflammation. So I do have vegetarian clients and I'm telling you, they suffer of flatulences so much. Every time they send me the updates every week, it's like always like bloating, flatulences. And we keep taking away things like we take, even the, this, this girl, we even taking the coconut. It's like, okay, let's take the coconut. It's the only thing left. Like, what else can we take? It's something there on the vegetables that is hidden that is causing that. Since I've been doing uh, carnivore, no gases, no flatulences. Very weird, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that's, uh, that, I, I agree with that. That's the same thing. I agree with you 100%. Like, um, uh, the same thing for me. My digestion has proved um, immensely, and I think, like, I wonder. I think the question is: there's probably no studies that have been done, but it's kind of like maybe our like, because you know, you've got like cows, and like uh, we know that their digestive system is built to like process grass. You know, um, maybe our digestive system isn't uh, isn't meant to process vegetables. I mean, like, I don't know. I I, I can just speak for my my digestive system, like like you were saying, I, um, feels a lot better. I, I fart a lot less as well. Um, from carnivore diet. Um, I, I feel like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it I mean, it feels nice because before, um, when I was, 
you know, the, all this stuff, it, it affects us when you're not feeling, when you're not digesting well. I mean, um, it affects you mentally. And yeah, especially when you're really bad, if you're having really bad IBS like I had, it gives you social anxiety because you don't feel comfortable around people because you're like, what's going to, am I just going to be like farting around people all the time? <laughs> like, that's just like terrible. Um, yeah, and yeah. this, this diet. When I had IBS, my body used to make huge sounds. It was like an orchestra happening down yeah. there. It's like, when you just like, wow. And now I, my stomach never makes sounds. So like sometimes they say, uh, if your stomach makes sounds because you're hungry. It was one, when I do my whole day fasting, sometimes if I tell you the truth, I eat because I'm, I know, okay, it's time to eat. But I'm not even hungry sometimes. It's like, this is ridiculous. And sometimes my family gets worried in Venezuela. I'm from Venezuela and I talk to my parents. They know yeah. I'm doing carnivore and I tell them to practice carnivore. And they are trying to do carnivore too, just because. Oops. It looks like I lost you. Oh, yeah, there you are. That's okay. Lost and, you for a second. Uh, yeah, no worries. And then um, they, they're worried, but I tell them, seriously, I've. I have no hypothyroidism anymore because I checked my, my thyroid on a blood test and it, it is regulated. Um, everything was regulated, but the liver and science was a little bit higher and my cholesterol. But my doctor told me that's totally normal. You're not eating actually any sugar. So it's not related to a glucose. It's just yeah. because the diet that you're having. I don't feel any problems. Like my hair is not falling. Like when I had hypothyroidism, my hair was falling. Um, Everything is okay. I notice I get a little bit of like acne when I eat cheese. So I definitely cheese I cannot have. I've been trying to have cheese like organic grass fed, whatever is not for me. I may try goat and buffalo is okay, but I feel like the other ones give me a reaction to my skin. Um, but I feel like uh, I know now like what suits me. Liver, I do have liver, uh, beef liver sometimes chicken liver but i try to have only beef liver if i find it's just very hard to find organs because they usually throw them away so i ask my butcher to keep it yeah. i've been having brain which is like yeah oh my god brain you don't want to see the brain you just want to eat it and don't think about it just eat it yeah. but brain is, is something it's another level uh i never imagined myself eating brain <laughs> yeah it's, it's interesting i've had sheep's brain before and it's like uh interesting texture isn't it like it's the feeling that you have when you when you're you're like chewing it it's very it's very soft it's, it's, it's very vitamin. different so you don't need to take vitamin c when you do carnivore because glucose and vitamin c they work in the same kind of level so because you're not having glucose um then the vitamin c is not taken as much and you take actually vitamin c when you do liver and when you take brain so brain and, and c and liver will be a good a way to get vitamin C. So wow, um, yeah. But, I'm not taking supplements. I used to take a lot of supplements, especially when I was vegetarian. I was taking a lot. Like I had a box of so many supplements. Traveling was very hard for me because every time I travel, I need to travel with another backpack of only supplements. Now I'm not taking supplements. I'm saving money because um, supplements are expensive. So the only supplement I'm, I'm taking is an electrolyte, and it's only because I feel like I drink a lot of water. And even though I'm trying to eat food that is high in magnesium and like having high in potassium, all these like organs, the organs are high on all these minerals. I still feel that I may not have enough. So I do have a lot of, a little bit of electrolytes. It's the only thing I have extra. But even the bone broth, the bone broth will be good for also like a natural supplementation. Yeah. 
And that's pretty much, I'm not taking ACL anymore because at the beginning I did take ACL for the bowel movements because it is a little bit hard to transit, to do the trans transition from a vegetarian, a little bit keto, and then also going into carnivore. So I didn't want it to get constipated and I, I, I was having ACL with each meal, but now no ACL, no enzymes. I think that my body already know how to digest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, um, and I think it helps you when you were transitioning because you came from a keto, so you were already very low carb. So maybe that, maybe that, I think a lot of times that helps because even when I transitioned to carnival, I was also very low carb and I, I didn't notice uh, too many problems um, transitioning. Um, but different people, it depends where we are with our diet. If we're going to transition to carnival, um, we can have different. Um, different issues um but and the what, part, I wasn't, a, a lot of people say like are you how can you train uh, fasted you should be so tired i'm i'm the best at the gym when i'm not eating i feel the best and then after training then i eat and i feel like i deserve that meal because i work so hard to, to own it at least you know to earn yeah. that meal. And then I suppose that makes you, that helps you appreciate it more. And it comes back to what you were saying about the presence. I found that really interesting. Yes, I, I really learned that. That's a big thing I learned from you today. So thank you very much for sharing that. Um, is there, yeah, is there anything else you wanted to share about anything at all? Um, I feel like we've covered everything really well today. Yeah, thank you for coming on so much. If there's anything else you wanted to share, please let me know. Yeah, well, there is a lot. I mean, this topic yeah. is a big of carnivore i think it's important to know that the nutrition in our life is basic on how we're going to run our life right because now i i go like, less for growth i, I was just go gonna say it's like the foundation it's like that's the that's the foundation that's level one that we build everything um, else on top of of our life right i didn't want to interrupt you i just yeah, I mean, you have to, have a very strong, to be honest you have to have a very strong personality to be okay. a carnivore person you need to have a strong personality. You need to be very in tune with yourself uh, to protect yourself and to, to, to set boundaries with people uh, because people want to sabotage the process. People don't want you to be healthy. Unfortunately, a lot of people around you, they're jealous of your determination to choose health. And they're very jealous. And I know that because I feel it. And I'm very determined that I, 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 am, I own my health and I anything happens on my health i am the responsible of my health so i my, my friends who are very little like i don't have many but my friends are really really my friends they respect me and they're not sabotaging me if if i hear anything i know they're not my friends you know so i'm very very blessed that my friends they support me like they know i do this approach since July, they know why I'm doing, and they when I go for dinners with them, they don't so touch me. They actually like, yo, I, here we got the steak for you, or here we got the burger. Sometimes I bring my own food too because I try to make sure that the source is a good source. So I think that's important because we're social beings, you know, we're we're socially connected to people. So even being carnivore is going to affect the way as we socialize with others, you know. So a lot of people don't don't see the process and they don't succeed or in anything because they're not determined to, pr to do it and to practice no matter what other people say, you know? So like I chose this and, um, 
my friends, they're really my friends, they, they support me. So when I have dinners, they support me. And even I bring cakes for them and I, they know that I'm not gonna have. And they're not telling me, hey, it's my birthday, you should have a little piece of cake. Like, no, I, like, I don't wanna have it, that's it. You know, it's my decision. It doesn't mean that I'm not here with you, loving you and caring about you. So I think that's important to, to I agree with you 100%. People out there that if you're doing Carnival first, I really like, I'm so proud of this decision that you have taken because it's definitely been proved by so many doctors like Dr. Paul Saladino with the um, carnivore code, Sean Baker with the carnivore diet. Uh, there is a book by, let me see, I think I have written down this book that I wanted to tell you, The Fat of the Land by Bill Hamour Stephenson. He wrote this book in 1960 and it has a lot of information about the Canadian Inuit because yeah. actually um, I'm Canadian too. I'm here in Canada, I'm Canadian and the Inuit, um, they used to eat only also paleo, only meat, and they, they last a long time, and they, they proved that this was a way for them to survive without plants. And this um, author, he wrote the book, The Fat of the Land, and he has a lot of insights of what the Canadians, Inuits, yeah. life was like, you know? So I think, that's, I think that was my last, my last nugget of, the carnivore yeah so, that, that's a great like the social aspect is huge especially because uh, a lot of the social interactions that we have are centered around food and it's something i can agree with 100 about uh especially when you're going to go have dinners or any social event you're usually going to come across people because you're going to stand out if you're just eating meat if you're eating different for the rest of the crowd and like you said people people are going to, uh, I, I don't know what to call it. You're going to be, uh, um, you know, people are going to um, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to call it. Like attack is maybe a better word. Cause yeah, maybe they feel, um, maybe they feel like, uh, like you're saying jealousy or something about you taking responsibility for your health. But thank you so much. I think what you said uh, is awesome. Cause it's about putting your health first and when, when you talk about the the canadian um that book that's really interesting because another people that eat uh like a mainly fat diet is also like the eskimo people and they also um have been um reported to be ve very healthy um so thank you for sharing that book i haven't heard of it i, I had no idea i'm definitely going to look into that um yeah yeah thank you so much for coming on today um how can if you can maybe um, any last words and let people know where they can find you and how, how they can connect with you. Thank you so much, Joa. Very appreciative of you coming uh, on today. Thank you, Nicola. Well, thank you, Nicola, for inviting me to have a talk and a conversation, very friendly conversation about our life being carnivore and why is this making us a more optima, optimum life? When we're just sharing this and maybe this may cause a little bit of curiosity for you and the only way for you to try is just to give it a try for a month and see how you feel and slowly you know if it's for you or if it's not for you uh, but anyways I feel like um, as a human as a woman from Venezuela I'm always trying to to see what's happening out there and what I can do with my skills so I see there is a lot of um, inflammation in the body a lot of people want to achieve 
a healthy life, but with inflammation, it's going to be very hard. We do have acute inflammation, which is to totally normal to have like a bruise, uh, a little bit pain and aches is normal. But if you let that happen for too long, the acute uh, inflammation can turn into a chronic inflammation. Sometimes those chronic inflammations that we don't see, they can turn into a cancer, diabetes, and real issues that can affect our health. So as a health coach for over 10 years, I am now putting a lot of um, documentation and information for people to follow an anti-inflammatory diet. This anti-inflammatory diet is based on taking away what's causing inflammation and then to hydrate our body, hydration with collagen and hydration with real water, and also with lifestyle. So dancing and laughing is super important to contrarest the hormones of like, like cortisol hormone that it causes so much stress in our body. So this is part of the program. It's an anti-inflammatory diet for a teen man to become Tarzan. <laughs> so for those people that feel really stiff and tight to be loose and very flexible like Tarzan, in the jungle. And that's just a part of the nutrition because we cannot deny nutrition is super, super important in our life and fundamental for our life. And then that goes together with the posture program. I'm a teacher of Pilates. I work always with the alignment of the spine for over 10 years because I had scoliosis and I had issues and I was hunched over. People used to make fun of me. And and that, that was uh, something that affected me for a long time. When I turned 25, my back got stronger after 10 years, um, never giving up. And finally, now I'm 35 and I'm very healthy. Uh, I probably look much uh, healthier and younger than when I was 20 and a little bit mature and wiser than uh, when I was 20. So now I'm putting out there this program that is an anti-inflammatory diet with the posture program. I'm giving away every day classes at 2 p.m. EST time. For uh, those that have Instagram, I invite you to be there. If you wanna be my mirror, my shadow, uh, I'm also having one student or two students a day for the hour class. We do trunk mobility, we do stretches, we do a lot of planks and a lot of movement for the core work and a lot of rotations, diagonal movements that we don't do normally. Great stuff. I actually, I invented the class and I'm putting it out there and I actually love it myself. Like every day I do it, it's like, this class is awesome. I like yeah. it. Well, it's just so silly because I am a teacher, but as a student at the same time, I feel like, wow, this is actually really good. So I'm happy with the students and everybody. We're having fun. We So far, we are bringing the community. We, I have done it for two weeks, so it's getting bigger. Um, I'm super happy. People are really liking it. People feel less pain. We are sitting for a long hours. We are doing quarantine in Toronto. We're doing quarantine for who knows how long, maybe two more months. That means that we're going to be seated for long hours at home. We're going to be sedentary. We're not going to be active as before. Gyms are closed. Yeah, as well, gyms. I said gyms are closed in um in where I live as well. Yeah, so that's very helpful to have that class. We need to move. So basically, the class is awesome, Nicola. If you want to be part of the class, let me know. Yeah. And it's at 2 p.m. It's at 2 p.m. EST time, Toronto time. Uh, many people from Europe are connecting and people from Toronto are connecting. People that have scoliosis, lordosis, sciatica, they're all welcome to the class. I teach them with somebody, shadow, it's super fun. I'm gonna be doing the steel maze class as well. That's just more an advanced class. So whoever has a steel maze, I'm gonna start teaching that too. That's just like another level. So if the zombies come, 
when the zombies come, we got big weapons. Nice. So, Zombie apocalypse training class. No, I like the no. sound. Yeah. <laughs> this point, so many things are happening. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that that sounds so exciting. I'm, I, I really like, uh, I'm really excited by what you're doing. Um, can, you, can you just tell people, um, so, uh, and I'll put the link down below, just show people your, your Instagram um, and any, any other, any other, anything else you'd, you'd like to share for how people can connect to you and your classes and get in touch with you maybe if they want some advice. Yeah, no, like I am raw. I'm raw like the meat. This is who I am here with you, with anybody. So I think there's something very important to be genuine. So any anybody that wants to reach me, um, usually myself, I am managing everything myself. Um, so my Instagram is J-O-A Fitness. So Joa Fitness. Every social media is Joa Fitness. So Facebook is Joa Fitness, Instagram. I don't use TikTok because it's way too many stuff. I use LinkedIn. It's also your fitness. YouTube, I do have a channel where I interview chiropractors and physiotherapists related to pelvic floor, related to spine health. So I do once a week, like you, podcast talking about spine health. So we do have great information for those people that want to know, like, why is my neck hurting? Like, text neck, like ergonomics for desk. And pelvic floor for postpartum mothers, like great stuff. Like really like there is so much that we can talk about as spinal health. So I'm very happy with that. And then I do have the podcast, uh, Apple podcast, Joa Fitness too. Yeah. 